Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with our host, Frank Selby. Frank. Yes. We're going to have a good time today. You got it. We got some great guests today. Uh, the first one is fall fishing for big browns in Montana. Well, and then we got gulp, right? Uh, well, we have uh, John Prochnow from Berkeley. And I just recently got back from Alaska, a Ketchikan, a trip we do every year. And it turns out he was up there the same time I was, fishing in a different place. But I, I brought back one box. Him and his friend brought back five. <laughs> so they did better than I did. So well, let's see if we can find out how he did that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm going down to Cabo in a few weeks. So we're going to talk about, uh, you know, different types of bait that you can use in uh, Cabo and just have a good time talking about fishing. That sounds great to me. And by the way... The last uh, trip that we took to Alaska, we had a lot fewer people than we're supposed to, usually like 12 to 20 people, and we had six, and we had like 12 people, so, oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, and then it's like, oh, uh, my dog's pregnant, uh, or my brother-in-law's son is graduating from college or some, you know, one by one, they all dropped out, but we still had a great time, and that resort is beautiful, so we're going to get the time set Early this year, we were some mix-up and changed the times, so we're going to get people the time early. And if you want to give us a call when you would like to go, uh, we'll get those times set up. I'm thinking probably midsummer. Yeah, but, I think uh, that'd be a good idea. And then uh, Frank, we're going to go on the air and whatever. I'll let you. We're going to. Well, we only got a few seconds, but uh, see what else Frank has been up to. He stayed pretty busy fishing. Yeah. And then uh, I'd like to mention also the freedom boat thing that you belong to. I love that. Yeah. If they don't have one close to me, you got one on your doorstep. Yeah. We'll see if we can get them. Two of them. We'll get them to open some new ones. Yeah. All right, Frank, we're going to take a three-minute break, and we'll be right back. Remember, you can go to us to fishtalkradio.com. Just three words, so easy to remember. Fishtalkradio.com. Listen to the show as many times as you want. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. With a long pedigree, the Snowbee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snowbee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snowbee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. Catch a shadow, I can catch a deer. 
Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. Of course, I hope having our host Frank Selby on the line with us, and he's got a special guest. I'll let him introduce, but let me just give you a little teaser. Um, if you're a trout angler, especially a fly angler, and there's a particular type of trout that's kind of like catching a blue marlin if you're a saltwater fisherman. And this is the biggins, and you you better go prepared. So, Frank, let's uh, let's jump into it. Okay, I got one of my best fishing buddies, Bob Jacklin. Bob Jacklin's fly fishing shop at West Yellowstone. We fished together for a lot of years, but we're going to talk strictly about fall browns and how cool. It is because when the fall comes, there's not as many people on the river, and you can do some big streamers and mice and catch a lot of big browns. Bob, uh, get, introduce yourself and where you at and your website, please. Yeah, I'm Bob Jacklin in West Yellowstone, Montana. This is my 50th year guiding. I've been a guide since 1969. Started out with Bud Lilly, and uh, I, I love the fishing in the area. My website is simple. It's just spelled Jacklins with an S, J A C K L I N S, fly shop at safelink.net. So it's a fairly easy address. But other than that, I've been here a lot of years and I look forward to the fall of the year. All right, I'm glad you did that because I had dot com. Safelink.net. Okay. Uh, well,. Right now, you are you just now starting for the big browns, aren't you, Bob? Not really. We I start a little earlier. I always assume that they run in late August, and they do. Why they run that late? I don't under that early. I don't understand. But they run up out of Hepian Lake starting about the fifteenth of August. Just a small percent, not a big run. The main run comes about the twentieth of September every year. So we're right on that date now, exactly. But that's when things kick over. So right now, where the, the fall run of Browns is in full progress, and pool number one and two, Charlie Brooks's favorite pools and holes in the park, are loaded with people. Those, but as you spread out, we got 14 miles of Madison River, and a lot of that river is hardly covered by a fisherman oh, in the fall. Very famous. There's a lot of fishermen, but they're all congregated in pool number one or two in the lower end right here. Well, that's yeah. a very famous river. And yeah. if you guys could help me out, I mean, I know what a brown trout is. Uh, first of all, they're not planted, I believe. No. Nope. And so if you catch one, it's uh, it's the real thing. And they're one of the largest of the trout species, aren't they? They grow pretty good sizes. On the records, they grow sort of rainbows, too, but the browns get pretty big. Yeah. Well, lake trout or something, but uh, the browns, you know, in shallow water, they... And tell us a little bit more, if you wouldn't mind, just to educate me, about the brown trout and why are they so considered such a prize? Well, they're good-looking fish, and they're imported from England, from Germany, originally around 1888. And they seem to be doing quite well, and they take a little bit of warmer water. They're able to. They're a little cagier because they they come from the continent back in the, in Europe, and that way they've been fished over for a heck of a lot more years than rainbows and cutthroats have. So they're a little more cagey, and Theodore Gordon wrote about them around 1900 in the Catskills when they were first introduced. People didn't like them because they were hard to catch. Yeah. So the brown trout are lay back. Michigan is noted for its brown trout fishing because they lay down, they're deep, they get big, and you can't catch them very easily. So they're a little harder to catch generally than rainbows and cutthroats. So that makes them a real prize. Well, I I suspect between you and Frank, by the time we finish this segment, people have an idea how to catch them. So go go ahead with it. Okay, Bob. uh, You, this last couple of years, you've been fishing with the deer hair mouse on top? On top and having some fun. Not catching a lot of fish, but I get a couple. Last fall, I hooked a big brown and lost them, but I got to see them. And uh, got rid- I lost them. I came back two weeks later in exactly the same spot in the rainstorm with the same mouse, and I hooked them again and landed them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was the same fish, and I landed with about 21-inch brown. Well, oh, is, is, that, nice. is that common for— I used to love the fish up at the Gibbons there by the fire hole and where the Madison starts. 
And well, we used to walk in, and I remember the last week I was working at Canyon Lodge, I walked up there to fish in the end of September, stepped in a hole and twisted my ankle, and I still fished all day, and I got three big browns on big uh, rabbit uh, streamers. Well, a question, wow. question for you guys. You hear about uh, you know people that fish like the same lake or same pond, and a lot of times there's a huge fish in there that'll, they'll actually give it a name uh, and try and catch it. But uh, do they tend to uh, be residential, or do they you know they travel a lot, or just give us an idea? Well, as far as I know, on Browns they don't travel a lot, but they move up up out of Hebgen Lake and the Quake Lake into the Madison River below Hebgen Dam and then up into Yellowstone Park. But generally on a spawning run, some of those browns will go 14 miles all the way up to the Gibbon River from Hebgen Lake. But most of them move just to several a mile or two or even less. They hold right around some of those bigger pools and they spawn. So right now we got spawning browns and they won't actually start spawning until about the second week of October. But they'll start and they'll be spread out in at 14 miles from West Yellowstone to Madison Junction, all the way up. And then a lot of them will be going up to Firehole. You can see them trying to jump Firehole Falls in October. You can watch them do it. They can't make it up that high falls, but you can see them every year trying to jump up <laughs> big fish. I'm talking 18, 20-inch fish trying to make it up. They're just too big, to get over the la- make it. too big to get up the ladder. Okay. Yeah, they, they can't get up there, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I love fishing browns in the fall, and I love it when you can have to stick your rod in the water to melt off the ice. Then mm-hmm. I can look up the river and down the river and very seldom ever see anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time of year it starts getting crummy. I've got some guide trips coming up this week, but toward the end of October it gets pretty slim and the weather gets a little rough. But like you say, there's not a lot of fishermen around. You got some of the whole river to yourself. Uh, real quick. Yeah, that's the best time for people to come up and visit you. And you've got a couple really good guys besides yourself, and you taught us all well. Well, I've got a quick question for you guys. Um, if you're looking at the water, what water are you looking for? You want to try to find a pool and you fish the edge, or are you looking for running water or, or behind a rock? or what, would, what are you looking for when you're looking for them? I don't know. Wow. I was just, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I look for a deeper row of pool where they can hold. Fish that are spawning or on the run are going to hold in a deeper water and then near near some moving water. And if it's near the spawning beds, they'll be on the beds during the day later in the year. But earlier now, they'll be below the beds and in the deep water hold. And at night, they'll come up onto the shallow with a gravel bar. When you say deep, you're talking about 3 feet, 12 feet, 20 yeah, feet? Yeah, 2 or 3 feet, maybe okay. 4 foot, mm-hmm. maybe deeper. Mm-hmm. They'll hold in that deeper water. Okay. And I like to throw a mouse on the bank and then just drop it in just at dust and then give it a hard jerk and let it go. And if there's a brown in that pool, they're going to come and investigate it. That's mm. a, like a banquet dinner. Well, that that reminds me of a story. I think we may have mentioned it right. before about yep. a mouse on a shingle. You guys heard that one? Oh, yeah. Hey, you're That's been around for a lot of time. years. And does it work? Yeah. I never tried it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it done. I've never did it, but I've seen it. I've yeah. always just tied to whatever I could to make it look like a mouse, yeah. and then I'll go quite well all my life. Yeah. Well, what we're talking about, you put a mouse on a shingle, put it in the water, let it float out, and, of course, you got a hook in the in the mouse, and it gets out where you want it, and you just give it a little yank, and the mouse falls in the water, it's thrashing around, and the fish goes, hmm, that looks good. I heard that story for so many years since I started fly fishing, which is a long time ago. But uh, anyway, that, that's an interesting story. I haven't seen it done, but in a lake where there's some big browns and they cruise, I'm sure that can happen. Well, yeah. obviously you don't do that uh, fly fishing. No. No. Oh, okay. If hey, I be, did that hey. in front of Bob... I would be drowned in there that. You go. Hey guys, we got thirty. We got we got less than thirty seconds. I don't know what happened to the time. You want to wrap it up real quick, Bob, and uh, give us your website one more time? And uh, do you take people out? I still take a few people out. I don't do a lot of guiding, but I'm guiding the next three days and guided yesterday, so I'm doing a little guiding. And the website is Jacklins with an S, J A C K L I N S 
fly shop at safelink.net. You did a great job. Thank you, Bob. Make you the host. All right, thanks a lot. That sounds exciting. Let's get one of those big ones. And thank you, Frank. We're going to be taking a quick break, and we're going to be right back with some fun, exciting stuff. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. On the front page, listen to the show as many as you want. Passionate sports fishermen who value first-class fishing experiences paired with personalized service and amenities. All-inclusive Salmon Falls Fishing Resort on the Inland Passage reinvents the Ketchikan fishing getaway. Guests enjoy exceptional gourmet cuisine, superior fishing excursions, fully guided charter or self-guided in center console boats accommodating three anglers, updated guest rooms, and suites. On-site fishing processing to clean, freeze, and pack your catch. Rooms range from log cabin rustic to modern. Our 52 rooms offer the ultimate in comfort after a long day of sightseeing, fishing, and exploring Ketchikan. Non-anglers love Salmon Falls, too. Shopping along Creek Street, kayaking, hiking, whale watching, or gathering around our fire pits with a hot beverage. All at prices less than expected. Just pull up Salmon Falls Resort in your search engine. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at V-A-G-A-B-U-N-D-O-S dot com or call 800-474-BAJA. With a long pedigree, the snow Bee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snow Bee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snow Bee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. A full-service fly shop. His and her Fly Fishing offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of fishhunttalkradio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host, Frank Selby. And Frank, you can just sit back and relax because yeah. we got some fun stuff to talk about. And of course, you've got some questions. First of all, John Procknow, who is the uh, director of products at uh, product development at Berkeley, and he's the guy that. Uh, lives in a laboratory uh, six stores below uh, uh, ground in a, in a bomb shelter and with all of his uh, laboratory equipment and comes up with all of this fascinating stuff um, and he does artificial baits but does a lot more than that. Now when I was talking to John uh, the other day about coming on the radio um, we were talking it turns out that he recently got back from Alaska and he was there the same time I did. But, uh, John, I got a question for you. We were in Ketchikan, and uh, fishing was a little slow. And if I hadn't uh, had some friends up there that uh, kind of fluffed me up a little bit, I only ended up with about 45 pounds to bring back. And I understand you and your buddy, between the two of you, brought back five boxes. And they're 50-pound boxes, so you get, you know, about 40 
seven forty-eight pounds out of it. And I want to know what you did and what you used. Well, John, thanks. Uh, I wish I had run into you up there. We did. We crossed paths somewhere in Ketchikan, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did. We had exceptional uh, good time fishing up there. Uh, the silvers and the, co- the cohos were running real nice for us uh, in the 8 to 15 pound range. And the halibut and bottom fish seemed like they were uh, pretty good, too. Um, we brought uh, a few lingcod up to the to the boat, too, but uh, we concentrated mainly on the halibut and mm-hmm. silvers. And the uh, silvers for us uh, was basically we were just casting to them in the, uh, in the bays and stuff uh, where they were going up into the freshwater stream. Right. And uh, the cast and retrieve were great for us. That's my favorite way to catch them. And we were just using a little... Uh, uh, they call it a Johnson uh, swimfish in a chrome blue type color. Uh, now I got to admit, I had to change the hooks and stuff because the hardware on them, admittedly, is not uh, good enough to catch very many of those silvers. As you well know, they have a tendency to really tear up tackle. But well, uh, after outfitting with a little bit better hooks, we did great. Well, one one uh, tip uh, for people that go up there. Um, the silvers in particular have a very soft mouth. So what you do normally is, uh, you know, they'll come up, grab the bait, and then they'll run about 15, 20 feet to make sure there's no other fish around going to steal it. And then they'll stop and, and bite into it. So you want to be, first of all, you know, if you feel a twitch, don't yank it. And even when you do set the hook, you just start reeling. But, uh, uh, and they, they're very acrobatic. They come out of the water. A lot of fun. Now, describe that. Uh, was it a lure you were using? Yeah, I was using one of the uh, uh, Johnson products. It's called a Slim Fish. It's a metal spoon shaped like a little fish kind of thing, and it's mm-hmm. curved, so it's got a unique wobble in the water. Um, and uh, uh, you just cast it out and pretty much a stop-and-go retrieve. And you know as well as I do, John, usually they'll hit it on the fall a little bit. Mm-hmm. And normally what we do is we do a slow drift about walking speed and mm-hmm. use a flash or a dodger to attract them. But if you're, if you're doing what you're doing, you just... You just uh, you just float and just throw it out where you think they are. Yeah, we were fortunate enough we could almost sight fish because the, the schools of the silvers were so thick that wow. uh, and water just so clear. Yeah, threw it out there, and they were and to be honest, they were actually biting because there's some situations you get into in there where you foul hook them a little bit sometimes, but these fish all actually bit and. Uh, were uh, very good fighters, acrobatic, like you said, and mm-hmm. you hit it right on. They'd run about 20, 30 yards before uh, they'd do much, and you could do much with them, and I, they're probably trying to get away from the rest of the pack. Right. And, uh, well, because I've never never done it that way. I always just do a slow troll. So some of the tips that you might, uh, obviously it worked, because you brought a bunch back, but uh, uh, some of the tips when you're, you know, normally for silvers, you don't uh, throw. You just let it float or you, um, you know, use a fly and let them float or, uh, you know, do a slow troll with a flasher. But, uh, or you got to get it, got to get down where the fish are. But uh, uh, I don't know if you got any other tips on that method. Uh, the method works. Um, generally where they're stacked up, wait and go up into the fresh water uh, is where I've had the best. And sometimes in hidden inlets where you can find a, a little bit of a back bay, you have to go through a very uh, small, uh, narrow opening, and it opens up into the back bay or something. They have a tendency to stack in there, too. And I've had very good luck doing that at times, too. Mm-hmm. But you're totally right. Normally, it's you're out there uh, with the downrigger, uh, flasher, dodger, whatever, mm-hmm. pulling a, a little hoochie with a little bit of yeah. uh, uh, bait on it or something, some fish attractant type thing. And a flame-colored a flame, a flame colored hoochie, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, kind of between pink and red or orange, but it's uh, 
for some reason, that seems to work in Ketchikan. Right. Yep. Uh, blue and uh, white was working for us also uh, in a little bit further south than Ketchikan, but mm-hmm. uh, same type. But uh, flame was working very well too. And the uh, we'll talk about the halibut maybe in just a little bit, but uh, um, and those, and you know what's interesting is everybody wants kings, but people that live up there they prefer the silvers because they say the kings are too oily. That's what I like, especially if you're going to smoke them or bake them. But for some reason, the people in Alaska they prefer the silvers, the cohos. And a lot of us down here do too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, John. Did you find any friends when you got home with five boxes of fish? <laughs> oh, there's. I've got a big family, John. Yeah. <laughs> and it got a lot, got a lot bigger when you got home, didn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's always great. But it's. You know, it's uh, gosh. You look at the price of uh, uh, fresh hook caught salmon in the stores. And you can pay for your trip. Of course, you can't sell it, but uh, no, yeah, sure don't. Uh, that's too precious to sell. It's it's special gifts, or it all goes right uh, into uh, our dining mm-hmm. cuisine. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, let's see. What how much time we have here? We got uh, we got about three or four minutes. Uh, let's stay with. Uh, uh, did you find any kings up there? That's late in the year for kings. No, uh, we sure didn't, John. Um, we spent most of our time hunting the bottom fish, the halibut, the big flatties and stuff, uh, to fill the rest of the boxes. The salmon actually came so quick, we were done by 8.30 in the morning, generally. Whoa. Uh, with salmon, so... So it's six per, six per person. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, so then we went out hunting the flatties. And that's where we spent most of the bulk of the rest of our day. As you know, mm-hmm. the, the weather was a little bit inclement while we were up there. Wind was high a little bit at times. It was kind of misty, rainy, but we're used to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, search for the bottom fish. We were hitting most of our halibuts and lings uh, around the 200 to 250 uh, oh. foot marks, depending yeah. on the bottom structure. Well, before, before we cut you loose, let's go back to that lure. That's made by Berkeley, correct? Well, under the Berkeley umbrella. The uh, uh, Slim Fish by Johnson? Yeah. Yes, sure is. Mm-hmm. That's for what we were throwing for the salmon. And what about artificials, uh, our, our scented uh, bait? Uh, the scented baits we were using uh, mainly on the halibut mm-hmm. stuff. Is that what you're talking about? Well, any that you're catching fish with, yeah. Let's talk oh, about yeah. that. Uh, basically, power bait and gulp. Um, the power bait is dominates for those uh the big six inch eight inch grubs for the bottom fish uh, well the big I, you know gulp i guess is probably i don't know if it's surpassed power bait yet but uh as far as uh, you know fishing for trout it's got to be the most popular bait in the world you put like a, about the amount of a pea on the end of a hook and put it in the water but there's a lot more to it than just that so these are fish that are impregnated with the scent is that it yeah, that's correct. Uh, we do all of our molded baits. Uh, we impregnate with our either uh, power bait uh, scents and attractants or our gulp scents and attractants. And both of them work equally well in Alaska for the uh, halibut up there. Mm-hmm. The, uh, for trout bait in the lower 48 and stuff, we've got two new ones out, a gold vein and a silver vein that are new colors out this year in the dough bait that you're talking about with the little oh yeah size. i think you sent me some a couple yeah. months ago it wasn't out yet yep and uh yep. is that is there anything different besides the color the color is different in it uh, we've got a little bit more flash formulation has been bumped up a little bit but basically it's for cosmetic appeal to the fish to get more of that gold or more of the silver look to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh no, well, halibut, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about it, but halibut are an interesting fish because they tend to lay on the bottom. And what they, what you do normally when you're halibut fishing, you anchor up and you drop down, uh, depending where they're at, anywhere from, you know, 60 to 400 feet. And it goes to the bottom and the scent will travel a quarter mile. You know, to bring them in, and if you're someone's uh, halibut fishing, and you get within a quarter mile of them, uh, be careful because they'll shoot you, because you're getting in their scent uh, um, area, and you get a, you set up your own. 
but uh, they travel long distance, and descent is the key. But uh, anyway, we've got uh, we've got about thirty seconds left. But the good news is, John, we're coming back. We're going to be fishing with uh, Berkeley from Alaska all the way to Cabo San Lucas, and John's going to help us out, and I'll see if I can help in a little bit. Going down to Cabo in a few weeks, so we'll try that stuff out. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. On the front page, listen as many times as you want. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. A full-service fly shop, his and her fly fishing, offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We this is John Hennigan and our host Frank Selby, and I'm here. our special guest um, John Procknow. And let's just finish up with Alaska real quick, John. Uh, turns out we were up there at the same time, and he was doing something right because I had to scrape and scrap and borrow uh, to get uh, you know to try and fill a 50-pound box. It still didn't quite do it. Uh, he and his friend brought back five boxes. And uh, so he must have been doing something right. And, of course, he works for Berkeley, which is a umbrella company. And we don't we even want to go into how many different uh, brands that you guys carry. But uh, whatever to do with fishing, uh, Berkeley does it. You know, for the line, the hooks, the, the uh, and especially John's specialty is product development. And maybe before we leave, we'll ask you about some of the new products that you might uh, be coming out with, whatever it is. And uh, let's finish up with halibut real quick, because I mentioned uh, halibut is, um, first of all, in southeast Alaska, if you're on a charter boat, you're allowed one per day, and it's a slot limit. I think it's 38 inches to 61 inches you cannot keep. Uh, So you have to get the small ones. Or the bigger ones that are past there, they still lay a lot of million eggs a year, but they don't usually reproduce that well. So, but when you're fishing by yourself, 
you can keep two a day any size. And apparently you you did get some of those. Give us an idea what you got for halibut. Well, the halibut we're doing pretty good uh, in the uh, two to three hundred foot levels where we were hitting them on the rock piles and uh, drop offs, things like that, where they come up to see. And uh, we were hitting them mainly on the uh, anywhere from a oh I don't know twelve ounce to a sixteen ounce jig head with an eight ounce power grub. Oh, really. so you were using the big lead heads? Oh yeah, we're vertical oh. jigs. Oh. Yep. But those are also oh. scented. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people have a hard time fishing without any sweetener on it at all. Myself, I predominantly fish with nothing on it except the either power grub or a gulp grub. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of the people were putting on uh, uh, chunks of uh, bait Salmon. fish yeah. or something that they'd... Uh, Mm-hmm. Clean the day before, and we're doing pretty good on that too. But uh, the drag's a little different if you got a big chunk of cut fish or something mm-hmm. on there, and you get tangled up a lot, hung on the bottom. Uh, the key for us was making sure everybody's rigged the same, the same pound, eighty pound test uh, spider well stealth, same jig head, either a sixteen or a twelve ounce, so everybody's the same. So when the current, the tide starts running. The lines are all at the same yeah. angle, and you don't twist around each other. We did mainly on the drift. I heard you do a lot of anchoring. We do mainly ours on the drift. Hmm. Well, they, their sense of smell is incredible. They can, they can smell from about a quarter mile away, and it, when you anchor up and uh, put your scent in the water, which is usually a piece of uh, uh, salmon, uh, then you might wait about 15, 20 minutes. If you've been there half hour, 45 minutes, go somewhere else. But it takes them a little while to find it. And the other thing about halibut, and now this is, I'm not sure what you do with the lead head. Normally, um, when a uh, salmon will come up and, and grab the hook, uh, you do not touch the rod. You don't even take it out of the rod holder. And until the tip of that rod is touching the water, then you pick up and start cranking. Because you don't, uh, you know, you don't yank it out while it's, you know, it's trying to decide if it's going to eat it or not. So on the lead head, do you do the same way, or do you uh, just go? No. In? Yeah. Nope. It's a little different. We do a little bit more hunting. We're more in a hunting mode. We go. We hit some spots. Nothing seems to be biting right away. We'll hit another spot. We're very aggressive mm-hmm. the way we do it and go around. The more aggressive the jigging seems to be, the better. Um, and uh, what we'll do is, as soon as you get that that uh, pull or that tap, mm-hmm. it's more yeah. of a pull than a tap. Yeah. Then we just lift up on it and start, start cranking. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so that would be, yeah, that is a that is a little bit different than what we normally do when we go up there. By the way, John, uh, we're going to go every year. We go to uh, Catch Can, and we're going to be announcing some dates hopefully in the next couple of weeks, so people get plenty of time to go with us. It's an incredible deal. The um, Salmon Falls Resort is very high end, beautiful restaurant open to the public, very nice rooms right on the water. And uh, the price is about a third of what it should be. I mean, two-thirds. But, uh, you know, we'll be announcing that, so make sure you pay attention. And anyway, by the way, if anybody has a particular time that they can go or want to go, uh, give us some feedback because we haven't set the dates yet. But, uh, all right. John, let's... Uh, I'm sorry? Quick question for you, John, on that yeah. Salmon Falls. Yeah. Is that right in Ketchikan there? It's, uh, yes, it's about maybe 20 minutes from the airport. Yeah, it's up on the hill. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, yeah. They, they call it that because there's a waterfall right behind it. And uh, we Correct. can actually see the salmon in the river. Right. Mm-hmm. I ate dinner there while I was there. Did you really? We must have been there. Yes, I did. We must have been in the same dining room. How was, yep. the, how, how was the Very res- nice. How was the restaurant? Very good. Excellent food. Uh, people were good. It, it was a very nice place. Great. Yep, that's the place. And it's, uh, you know, it's not a, you know, fancy resort, but it's probably definitely the nicest one in and around Ketchikan. And it's, they got like 60-some rooms, so it's a great place for corporate events or weddings or that type of thing. Also, they got a very large dining room. Anyway, but let's uh, let's start heading south a little bit. I'm going to be going down to Cabo in a couple of weeks, and 
we were talking about some of the things I should take with me. And would you kind of go over that a little bit? Yeah, you bet, John. I think you're talking about the sardinas and things like that. Uh, I've got a, a Berkeley Gulf bait fish. It's approximately three inches in length. It's shaped just like one of those little sardinas, and it's in a nice, we call it a smelt color, but it's a silver-white belly with a darker back on it, mm-hmm. and that should work great to be thrown out there with the the little ones that are swimming around and should get fit pretty regular, regularly. And it's got the, the gulp uh, scent to it? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. Built right in, and it will, the fish will actually eat that just like it's uh, a live bait. Yeah, come up and take a chunk. You know, one time I was fishing for Dorado, and I'll tell you how well this bait works. It was a uh, swim, it was about, you know, maybe eight inch um, artificial, uh, bolded bait. And Dorado came up and actually took a bite out of it. And then it came back and grabbed the whole thing. Now, normally on an artificial, a bait will go, oh, that's not the real thing. I'm not coming back for that. But it came back again and took the whole bait. That's how well that stuff works. So we're going to take probably the other thing is when you're down there, normally when you're out for the day, you take maybe 10 mackerel or cabillitos. And uh, uh, put that on the line, and you, know, you sight fish and throw them in the water if you're looking especially for marlin. But uh, uh, you have something like that also? Well, we've got uh, a few of the bigger uh, swim-type baits in uh, the power bait and in the gulf, but they're more like the ripple mullets and things like that. They're kind of got a, a bigger profile. They've got a paddle tail on them, so if you pull it or troll it, It'll, you've got yeah. some action going on back there. Well, another tip, if you're going down, um, those baits used to be $2 a piece. Now they're 3 bucks a piece. So normally you buy like 10 of them. Well, if you're out for a day and you run out, you run out. But if you've got some of these power baits in a container, uh, you don't run out because you can just start you know, fishing with those or fish them alongside the other baits. So you don't have to worry about uh, you know, running out of bait. And, John, that's a good tip because that's the way we get a lot of people have converted over to go, these baits really do work. You say, just take a couple bags with you in an emergency. You run out of bait. If you're not convinced that these can work as good as live bait or dead bait in certain situations, just use it as a backup. Mm -hmm. And we've got people come back and go, I don't need to take the natural bait with me anymore. These work just as good. I don't have to refrigerate them. I don't have to keep them alive. All that, and that's one of the ways that we've been able to get convert people over. And they stay and, on the hook. Yeah. And they don't Those die. <laughs> they don't die. Yeah. Instances, the swimming mullet comes in 3-inch, 4-inch, 5-inch uh, sizes, and it's just an action tail uh, bait fish type profile. Those work excellent in most of those conditions. Well, you know what they say, the bigger the bait, the bigger the fish. So send me some of the bigger ones. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> and, He's always trying to catch a bigger fish. You know, John, once in a while, you just want to go down and catch some nice fish, have a lot of fun instead of trying to beat us all. Well, Frank, I've I've caught enough marlin that what I really enjoy is taking someone down that's never got one and hooking them up. But uh, they are, you know, normally you you don't kill them. Uh, You're allowed one per boat per day, but nobody does. Because a lot of them are residential, and if you kill them, they won't be there next time you go down. Yeah. But uh, uh, they are a lot of fun, and Dorado is one of my favorites because they they come out of the water and dance, and they taste really good. And then, of course, the yellowfin tuna, um, which normally you get a 20, 30-pounder, and they're a lot of fun. But they'll go up to 200 pounds. But, uh, you know, my... If I get a big one, I'd hand off the rod. I'm too old for that stuff. Oh, poor excuse is better than no excuse. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. You get on one of these uh, 250 uh, Blue Marlins, and after about two hours, you go, all right, um, that's enough. Who wants the rod? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, the one thing I wanted to ask you. Oh, we got to go. Frank, hurry up. Okay, all I wanted to know, do you still have the uh, sardine uh, juice? 
yes, we do still have some. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, you guys. I'll tell you what, you guys. Um, we're going to have to take finish up. But, John, would you mind hanging around just for a couple of minutes to answer Frank's question? No, not a problem. All righty. Okay, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to the front page of fishtalkradio.com. Listen to the show. We've got a, a huge library, so pick which ones you want. Listen to this one as many times as you want, and maybe you'll learn something. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. For passionate sports fishermen who value first-class fishing experiences paired with personalized service and amenities, all-inclusive Salmon Falls Fishing Resort on the Inland Passage reinvents the Ketchikan Fishing Getaway. Guests enjoy exceptional gourmet cuisine, superior fishing excursions, fully guided charter or self-guided in center console boats accommodating three anglers, updated guest rooms, and suites. On-site fishing processing to clean, freeze, and pack your catch. Rooms range from log cabin rustic to modern. Our 52 rooms offer the ultimate in comfort after a long day of sightseeing, fishing, and exploring Ketchikan. Non-anglers love Salmon Falls, too. Shopping along Creek Street, kayaking, hiking, whale watching, or gathering around our fire pits with a hot beverage. All at prices less than expected. Just pull up Salmon Falls Resort in your search engine. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Selby, and our new co-host, uh, John Procknow from Berkeley. And Berkeley, I'd shoot, man, I... If I was going to read all the different companies and manufacturers and different aspects of Berkeley, uh, we'd spend the rest of the show. But needless to say, whatever it is, it's covered by the Berkeley umbrella. John's specialty is product development. And uh, But anyway, Frank had asked a question that I didn't know. Um, can you go ahead? Frank, ask the question again. Yeah, do you still carry the sardine uh, liquid for injecting? We we do carry a, a couple of different types of uh, Alive spray, which comes in a spray bottle that can be oh. used like that. And we've also got some power bait scent attractants also that can be used for that type of thing. And they work great for putting inside of... Uh, even live or natural bait fish and things like that that you're trolling to super saturate them and give them a little bit more extra flavor. Boost them up, yeah. Yep. And then uh, on a fly, you just spray that on? You can spray it on, or I think Frank had a great idea of injecting some of the stuff he does. Mm -hmm. So then it's completely saturated from the inside out. Mm -hmm. 
That way it stays on the fly a lot longer and you leave a trail. Mm-hmm. And after you throw the fly three times, then you have a really good chance of hooking calicos and white sea bass where I like to fish. Mm-hmm. And sand bass. Uh, John, and it worked excellent. I've never asked you this question. I think that you invented power bait and gulp. What is the difference? Well, power bait was the original and is built off of old technology of of PVC uh, molded plastisol bait. Like everybody else has soft plastic bait. It's mainly PVC polyvinyl chloride. Uh, and what we've done that makes us different is we've put scents and flavors and attractants in it that the fish will actually eat right. and made those scents and flavors able to come out to the surface so that the fish can detect them. What the, but it's more of a taste thing. The gulp is actually a water-based system. PVC from the old technology is oil-based. The new gulp technology is water-based. Mm. So the actual things that the fish can taste and smell actually come out of the bait mm-hmm. a lot easier because it dissolves out with the water. And for fish to be able to taste and smell something, it, it does have to be water-soluble. Mm-hmm. One more quick question. When you have the molded baits that are impregnated with the, uh, the gulp uh, essence um, and you're on a troll, how long will that scent last? What we've done in our uh, analytical testing, we've used instrumentation, uh, spectrophotometers are what they're called, yeah. and we've actually dyed the, the, the attractant material and measured the amount of it that comes out, and the amount of attractant that comes out of a gulp product is still many times more than comes out of any plastic product, even after an hour of fishing. So you can leave it in the water for an hour? Yes. And, and you can even charge those gold products. Yeah, you put it back in the original container and it'll recharge it. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, John, very interesting. And this is the first time we've tracked you all the way from Alaska to, to uh, Baja. And uh, if you get some of that stuff out to me, I promise I'll try it. But, John, uh, it's always good. I, I love being part of your field testing and getting stuff to you because you always give us well, t- t- people pe- people you know talk to me or send me stuff but uh, I would say that 90% of uh, lures and such are meant to attract the fishermen not the fish but <laughs> anyway John thank you very much uh, I've got a good session with you today appreciate that very much and uh, Frank Thank you very much. That was a pretty fun show, don't you think? I learned some things. I, I, I always learn something, and that's why you don't hear me much talking when oh, you're by talking. The, by the way, Frank, if anybody listens and they uh, listen to us and you're contacting one of our sponsors or one of the lodges, please, please tell them you heard us on the radio because that's very important to us to track uh, who's out there and who's listening. So just let them know that you heard it on Fish Talk Radio. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, John. Thank you.